0: This is the Dealer News Today podcast. The podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Well, hey, hey, folks, and welcome to the award-winning podcast, Dealer News Today. I appreciate you being here. You know, this is episode 14 of season five, and we have plenty of awesome past seasons and episodes for your listening pleasure. All you got to do, head over to dealernewstoday.com, and you can find them all there And of course, please follow us on social media at Dealer News Today. I am your host, Derek D. You know that guy where you're like, yeah, I uh, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> or maybe not at all. But if you'd like to hear of me, you just head to DerekD.com. Super simple. Okay, so let's talk about our guest on today's show. He's a computer scientist and tech entrepreneur. He has worked with huge companies like at and and BlackBerry, just to name a couple, he was also voted one of Canada's top young leaders and top 40 under 40 in his field. So pretty cool. And of course, I'm talking about CEO and founder of Smarter AI, Chris Pichet. Chris, what's going on, man? Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Derek. You got it. Anytime. So you're originally from Canada, right? That is correct. And uh, do, you, do you do you still live in Canada or where, where do you live now?
1: Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, from Ottawa. Um, I lived in uh, in Vancouver for several years. Okay, um, but like uh, like a lot of Canadians, I've uh, migrated south. I've, I've been in the U.S. for a few years now. Oh, nice. Where where are you living? Las Vegas, Nevada, the greatest city <laughs> in the world with the greatest mayor in the world.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. Absolutely, Las Vegas. Can't go wrong with Vegas, right? I've been there many times, and have never not had fun. <laughs> and uh, wait, but wasn't a, a CES was just there, right? Yeah,
1: CES was uh, the last uh, was Thursday and Friday last week, and um, I think a little bit over the weekend as well.
0: Oh, nice. Were you were you there with your with with smarter AI or anything? Or
1: uh, yeah, I was there uh, with smarter AI and uh, also with some of our uh, partners.
0: That's uh, that's pretty awesome. So you're from Canada. You live in Vegas. Um, I'm sure you're a big hockey guy, right? More so than football or are you a Raiders fan now? Cause you're in Vegas. Huge, huge hockey guy. <laughs> love hockey. <laughs> Figured. Yeah. You, you you guys love your hockey. Like we love our football.
1: Yeah, actually. I, yeah. I was talking to somebody, uh, earlier this morning and, um, it's a gentleman from South Carolina and <laughs> I was trying to explain to him the, the Canadian experience and, um, and the way I explained, way I explained part of it to him was that, uh. You know, for a Canadian kid owning a hockey team, uh, you know, is something like owning an NFL team for an American
0: kid. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. But anyway, we could talk about hockey and football another time. So tell me a little bit about your history. I spoke a bit about it at the top of the show, but what led you to becoming the CEO and founder of Smarter AI?
1: Okay. Um, so um, yeah, I have a background in in computer science. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent uh you know several years of my career specializing in uh audio and video uh Technologies and products and businesses uh you know you mentioned uh you know one one or two of the more uh noteworthy projects that uh that I've done actually mentioned it's funny you mentioned uh football so one, one of the projects that uh that I did a few years ago, uh, was for uh, AT&T and DirecTV. Okay. Uh, they, they had a, a new service called AT&T TV, so basically watching DirecTV um, on right. a and t phone. Yeah, I remember that. So you probably, if you remember it, you probably remember the, the TV commercials with uh, Eli and Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big Giants fan, so. Okay, well, there you go. They had some funny uh, commercials of, Eli and Peyton rapping, and I don't know what else they were doing, but yeah, absolutely remember those (laughs) funny commercials. So anyway, that was uh, so I was involved in uh, oh cool um, in the software behind that that product, Um, and you know, being from Canada, um, I was also involved with uh, you know what used to be one of the big Canadian uh, companies, big Canadian uh, success stories, uh, BlackBerry.
0: Right, BlackBerry. So
1: I was actually I was actually part of the team that did the the BlackBerry smartphone. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I had a, I had a, a front row seat to how quickly, uh, you know, that market was disrupted as soon as Apple figured out the product market fit for their iPhone. Right. So <laughs> yeah, when, you
0: don't hear much about BlackBerry now.
1: Yeah. So, so when I, you know, I, I started, um, you know, I, I sold, a. Uh, I basically sold some uh, some technology to BlackBerry that became the the voice and video calling feature of their smartphones, and then I was I was part of the team that sort of productized their their first uh, smartphone. Wow! And I saw how quickly, even though you know our our smartphone was pretty good, we hadn't figured out or BlackBerry hadn't figured out the the product market fit the way Apple had. And so I right. saw how quickly uh, Apple was able to take market share away from from BlackBerry. Yeah, definitely. And um, anyway, so uh, you know, fast forward a few years, uh, about four and a half years ago, I decided to uh, uh, you know to to come back and make another um, you know make another uh, technology business. And um, you know, thinking back uh, on my time with with BlackBerry. You know, to me, I saw a lot of similarities in the camera market, you know, compared to what had happened in the phone market a few years earlier. Right. And and so basically, I thought that, uh, uh, you know, there's millions of cameras in the world. They're all doing one of two things. They're they're either storing video on a disc or they're playing the video on a screen and even though there's lots of valuable, um, data in that video or lots of valuable information in that video. Right. Uh, most of it never really gets looked at. It just, you know, the video gets stored. Nobody looks at it or it's on a screen and nobody looks at it. Thanks to certain, uh, enabling technologies. I thought, um, that it would soon be possible to, to make AI cameras. So cameras that instead of you or i having to look at the video to figure out what's happening the cameras themselves could understand what's happening oh i see and they right. could just Cause... they could just let us know when there's something interesting
0: oh that, that that's interesting in itself that was pretty much my next question i was going to say you know what exactly is smarter ai and what the, what do the cameras do so so smarter ai
1: is a is a software platform for ai cameras um i didn't realize it at the time but i guess i I got the original idea, or you know, the genesis of the idea, when I was involved in smartphones, right? Because I saw how, you know, Apple with iOS, and then later uh, Google with Android, were able to figure out the market share. Sorry, figure out the the, the product market fit for uh, a smartphone and use that to take all the market share. And um, you know, I thought that there would be a similar technology transformation in cameras. And you know whoever would be able to figure out the the product market fit for a for a software platform would be able to do something similar to um, you know what Apple and what uh, you know what Android did. Yeah. And so that that was that was my goal when I started out four and a half years ago. And.
0: Here we are today. Yeah, there you go. Sounds sounds pretty good to me. Uh, so I, I was on your website, smarterai.com, and obviously, like you said, you have all kinds of cameras, you know, biothermal, body cams, security cameras, you know, things like that. But let's talk about your dash cam camera for cars. You know, what what uh, what what features do they do they have on there that are great for cars when you're driving in your car? Like what what what's some of the things that they can do?
1: Um, well there's um... You know, there's essentially, um, uh, you know, two uh, two main features or two, uh, you know, categories of features that that um, that those that our cameras are used for today. Uh, one is driver assistance and one is driver monitoring. Right. So, um, you know, driver, driver assistance basically means, you know, the camera is looking outside of the car. It understands, um, you know, everything that's happening around the car and and it can use this information to assist the driver you know for example if there's a you know a pedestrian that that jumps out in front of the vehicle um you know if there's uh you know if there's uh you know another car that's you know that's that's cutting you off or applying the brakes and creating a you know a risk of a collision um if you're not for whatever reason, you're not paying enough attention, your car or your vehicle starts to drift out of the lane, you know, those sorts of things the the camera can alert you or alert the driver.
0: Well, safety is always good.
1: Um, and, and the driver can take appropriate actions.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So that that's so correct me if I'm wrong. So obviously, there's, you know, in a lot of the new cars coming out, you know, new cars are basically driving computers. You know, they have cameras and a lot of these sensors and stuff is would would this camera be something that you know, would be an application that would be you know, you'd put into your car if it doesn't have, didn't come with those features, right? Like you would, you would, you would get your, your smarter AI camera, your dash cam, and it would have that advanced driver assistance system in it. You know, even if you have a, you know, you're driving around like a, I don't know, like a 95 (laughs) Mustang or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly. So we we have two lines of business. We have what we call our OEM business. Sure. So that's working, um, you know, directly with car manufacturers.
0: Oh good that was going to yeah. be one of my questions yeah
1: but then we also have what we call our aftermarket business and that's what you described where we're you know basically providing um uh, you know uh, aftermarket cameras that that can be deployed by um by consumers or more you know more often by businesses uh into their vehicles
0: right and and any hey. car and that's that's yeah, because I was going to ask you. I said I was going to say, are you working directly with manufacturers or companies to integrate those cameras into cars, or just the technology into cars, where you wouldn't actually have have a camera hanging from your your windshield or something like that? What What are some of the manufacturers you're working with?
1: Uh, so we're working with um, what you know, what are called the uh, you know the vehicle OEMs. So right, um, mm-hmm. not you know, probably a lot of the a lot of the listeners um, may not be familiar with uh, with some of these OEMs, but probably the most well-known OEM that we're working with is a company called Continental. Continental, you know, supplies, uh, I guess the best way to to summarize their business is they supply different um, vehicle components to the, to the manufacturers that, that are, that your listeners are probably familiar with like Ford and GM and these kind of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, the Fords and GMs of the world, um, you know, they, they, they don't, uh, you know, build the cars, uh, you know, from the ground up, they basically, you know, they buy different, uh, components from these OEMs and then, you know, do, you know, do the integration and assembly.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is now because cars are so technologically advanced. It's not just uh, you know, an engine, a steering wheel and shifter and, 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 yeah. and some, some windows, power windows and stuff It's so much more involved. Um, but that's cool that you're doing both you're, with OEMs, but also you know if you want one of these cameras in your cars, you could you could get one from, you know, from you guys. So there's there's a couple other features too I saw. So it's, yep, we talked about the advanced driver assistance system. It's got smart parking, driver monitoring, and then there was there was I saw license plate recognition. Is is that more for like, uh, you know? Uh, the police to use or, or, and you'd tell them to, you know, police departments and things like that. Yeah. That's, so that's,
1: yeah, that's basically, um, you know, that's where we see the the future of this business is in different smart city applications. Right. And that's, and that's, yeah. That, so that's a feature that, um, you know, that probably wouldn't be very useful to, you know, to you or me or even to <laughs> a private company operating a fleet of vehicles. But that, that's the sort of feature that, you know, as you point out, could be, could be very useful to police or first responders definitely, um, or other, you know, other government departments.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if you're just like a regular, you know, uh person with a, <laughs> like, Oh, what's that? Oh, that's my license plate recognition camera. People yeah. are like, what do you have that for dude? Like what's going on? <laughs> so what, what, uh, do, do you, th- do you see that some of these cameras could also assist in, in maybe in the future with, you know, vehicles driving autonomously, like using the cameras for that, or is it not really that kind of thing?
1: Uh, no, definitely. That's, uh, you know, that, that, that's definitely a future application of, uh, of these cameras. Um, so, uh, you know, one, one feature of our cameras is they support, um, a piece of technology called sensor fusion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just kind of, that's just kind of a fancy way of saying that the cameras can take inputs from, uh, different sources, so they can take inputs, you know, they can, you know, figure out the speed, yep. acceleration, location, as well as, you know, the video data that they get, you know, get from the camera itself. And our, our software platform can seek to understand, you know, what's happening um, around the camera, in the vehicle, uh, you know, around the vehicle. Very cool. Um, by, by applying sensor fusion. And this, and this is. What was that? Sensor fusion? Fusion. That's right. And, and so this is, and this is one of the, you know, one of the foundational pieces or one of the building blocks of uh, self-driving.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I mean, because obviously autonomous is such a big topic right now. And we talk about it all the time on the show with, you know, uh, executives and dealership owners and things like that and how it's changing everything. But, you know, we're close to it, but we're not there yet. I mean, there's so many safety issues that come along with autonomy and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, so that's
1: so that actually uh, that's a good segue into you know the other key feature or feature category of our cameras, which is driver monitoring. Ah, uh, so you know you you touched on this. Yeah, I mentioned it. Yeah, one of the biggest and certainly fastest growing uh, you know problems on the road today is complacent and distracted driving. Very true. And this is this is driven by. Yes, this is initially driven by just mobile devices, people, you know, driving around with the smartphones in their hands. Yeah. And, and now that I guess Tesla's leading the way and and there's others that aren't too far behind with these driving assistant uh, technologies that are available today. You know, anyway, all, all these all these technologies sort of, you know, combined to enable and, and maybe even to encourage uh, complacent and distracted driving. Right. And this this is a huge safety problem. Yeah. So to help definitely to help to fight this, uh, one of the features of our cameras is driver monitoring. And so basically, that you know that's a feature of the camera that seeks to understand, you know, if the driver is, you know, I guess texting would be the most you know the most common uh, problem. But, so the
0: camera would notice you texting essentially like the camera
1: camera will notice you texting the camera will notice if you're falling asleep yeah yeah definitely falling asleep um if you seem to be distracted in some way like if you're not focusing your attention on on the road in front of you but if you're looking at something you know inside of the car for example um the camera notices all these things very cool and um you know it can uh you know speak uh Uh, a firm reminder to uh, pay attention to, to the road.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely. That's good. (laughs) You definitely want that. And I'm assuming it would be like an audio reminder or a voice coming through your car speakers, you know, not just through the camera. Right. So, well, it's all,
1: so that, you know, the, it's all integrated. Yeah. The notification is, um, you know, that's configurable. You can configure it to play a chime inside of the car. We have a couple of different um, uh, voices that can speak to you. So you can get a uh, you know a, a friendly sounding man or woman to to <laughs> remind you to put the phone down and pay attention. Um, so it's it's up to each customer to to configure that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's like on my on my phone. I have Siri is an Australian woman, really accent that talks to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is which is nice. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that like distracted driving. We were talking about obviously these cameras have a driver monitoring system, which I think is great, but like. You know, you think about it, you think about a lot of these new cars, these Teslas and a lot of the new electric cars, there's basically giant screens right in the console that are, people are paying attention to and tapping and swiping and doing all this stuff. And it's like, OK, it's illegal to hold your phone and do that, yet the yeah. car is just full of screens that you need to tap things and read things. And so it's kind of interesting how one's you know essentially illegal, but yet there's basically a giant iPad in the middle of your car. That's fine. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah,
1: that's uh, that's true. Um, but uh, you know those those tablets that are in the middle of your car. So um, they're you, you know the way they're designed, or in you know the way they're right, be yeah. used is that a lot of the features or some of the features uh, are enabled only when the car is parked.
0: Well, of course.
1: So yeah. you know, for example, I can play. I think I can now. I can stream a. A Netflix movie or a YouTube video on my Tesla car but I can only do that when the car is parked so the the you know the, those kinds of features are not enabled when the car is moving right
0: yeah I, I mean there's safety measures in place I was just pointing it out because it's interesting between the two because in the car you have a giant screen or screens where things are popping up and you're tapping things that you have to pay attention to uh, yeah. even though there are certain things that are disabled but the phone, you could get pulled over for that, you know, and get a ticket. You know, it has nothing to do with what you guys do. You're more keeping the driver safe and aware of their surroundings, and 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 pointing things out and keeping their attention, which is, I think, is great. And you also have a lot of other cameras, like biothermal, body cam, security yep. cameras. You know, you said before, the camera recognizes things for you. I'm, I'm assuming those cameras do the same. That's
1: right. Yeah. So basically, we have a we have a software platform which. Can be um, uh, programmed with different AI models Hmm. in the same way that Android or iOS can be programmed with different apps. Oh, I see. And and so you know, you are you know, know, it's funny you mentioned uh, you've got your Siri programmed with an Australian lady. Uh, You know, you've also got you know some set of apps on your mobile device. You probably use some of them for your work. You probably use some of them you know in your in your personal life. But the point is, you're able to customize the, you know, the user experience right. um, of your phone to, you know, to be to enable productivity or convenience, um, you know, for you and your life, and and everyone else can, you know, can configure, you know, their phones, uh, you know, however makes sense, uh, you know, for their life, and uh, you know, our cameras are the same; they can basically be configured. Um, ba- you know, based on different industries and based on different use cases to understand objects or actions or, uh, you know, situations That's great. Uh, in, a way, in a way that makes sense for, um, you know, for different industries and use cases.
0: Right. Whichever. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously in, in for in the car, it would see a pedestrian or it could see, you know, uh, a ball running, uh, going into the street or whatever, something like that. So safety things, that's, that's really great. So I know you're a big tech guy and we've been talking obviously about cameras and all this stuff, but I ask everyone on the show, since it is, you know, we're, we're in the automotive realm. Um, are you a car guy, by any chance? Are you, are you, are you, I am just... definitely
1: a car guy. Oh, nice. That's great. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to make a big claim. I don't know if this is, I'm so much of a car guy. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world uh, to ever collect every uh every version of the Porsche 928. Whoa, really. So I'm not uh I'm not sure if you uh, remember a movie called Risky Business. Oh, of course. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise Risky yeah. Business. Um I think he borrowed a, I can't remember if it was his parents car or so. somehow he got his hands on a on a very nice Porsche 928.
0: That's uh, the one and if you me like the the hood goes down and the lights are kind of like flat in the yeah. hood um and they pop up yeah, yeah. that's the one yeah. right yes there's all different ones there's ones that popped up ones that didn't pop up yeah it's yeah. it's almost hatchbacky yeah looking. yeah it was yeah, basically
1: yeah. so at the time the 911 you know air cooled this was um you know P- Porsche's you know intention i guess was that you know be, they designed the 928 to be water cooled and they, mm, right. you know, planned or, or or hoped that it would um, sort of round out their product line. Um, it ended up, I think, being a, a technical success, but not so much of a business success. And <laughs> maybe it was it was priced too high. I think it was, I think there were more than $100,000. Wow. This is going back were they into that much? The, the late 70s. Well, it
0: came out in like the 70s, right? Yeah, like 70, I want to say 78. So
1: They had five different, um, you know, I think they produced it from seventy-eight to
0: was it ninety-five? Um, somewhere, I, I would have guessed somewhere in the nineties. I don't know. You know them better than me. But do you have one from every year? Well, not every year, but they basically they refreshed
1: it five times. Mm. So there were five different, you know, versions or five different configurations of the car. Right. And I and I, and I I had one of each. I collected one of each. So. That's awesome. Do you still have those? Uh, I don't have them. Uh, one thing that. Uh, I guess one other the reason why it maybe wasn't such a big commercial success is that you know, maintaining those cars was expensive very different they designed it in such a way that you had to remove the engine to in order to do any kind of basic maintenance on the car.
0: Oof. Well, you know, that's German engineering for you. It's high quality, but, man, they pack it in there. So
1: it was um, it was extremely uh, time-consuming and expensive to maintain those cars, which I, re- I realized shortly after I collected all five of them.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool, though, but I would officially say that, yes, you definitely are a car guy because that's definitely yeah. a car guy kind of thing. I'm a car guy myself, but... uh I tell you, Chris, this has been a really cool conversation and learning about your company and the uh, the different uh, applications of your cameras, especially the, you know, the camera that goes into cars and how you can you're working with manufacturers as well as making your own cameras that you can get and put in your car for any of your car you have. I think that's great. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going?
1: Well, just you know, just thanks for having me on, and uh, you know, you can uh, everybody who's listening out there could follow us. Uh, at SmarterAI.com.
0: Absolutely, you got it. Well, Chris, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, good luck to your hockey team, whichever one you're a fan of. I'm not sure if I asked you that. <laughs> Thanks. We'll save that for the next one. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Again, that was Chris Pichay, the CEO and founder of Smarter AI. For more information, you could check out SmarterAI.com and follow them on social media. But that will do it for this episode of DNT. Speaking of social media, make sure you follow us as well at Dealer News Today. I'm your host, Derek D. DerekD.com for all my stuff. Appreciate you listening. And until next time, this is Dealer News Today.